What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film. We dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on episode 60 of the podcast, we are talking about one of the greatest sequels ever. The 1991 action blockbuster, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> oh, man, I did it again. I said the F word in the first minute of the oh, video. No. That's why our YouTube is... <laughs> We ain't making no money on YouTube. Nah, it's okay. Whatever. I don't care. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, or T2, as everyone loves to call it, including myself. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Oh, man. To be honest, I, I, I want to be brutally, brutally honest here. The theme in the original Terminator is better than the theme in this one. Okay. I think it just, it, I don't know. I just love the, the simplistic, you know, the dun, 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 and then the dun, dun, dun. I feel like we didn't get enough of it in this one. That's Not with only... all the extra shit they added to it. Yeah, it's it's really great. But I understand okay. why they do it because it's they're like, oh, we can we can do more with this. You know, oh, I do I do have to say something though. This this I can say this. This movie has another, I think, good audio track in it. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> It's and not just when they're fucking and, you know, the... <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> anyway, no, anyway. No, I'll stop. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, the the T-1000s theme. Yes. That, like... It's very good. Yeah. Like, that really... I like that. It's neat. It you probably couldn't hear that on the picked up, but... It fits with, um, you know, the way he is. Which is yes. Yeah, yeah. So Terminator 2 came out July 3rd, 1991, two months before yours truly was brought onto this earth. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it budgeted at 94, between 94 to $102 million, and it grossed $520.9 million. That's a lot of money to be. One of the highest grossing, not just the highest grossing film of 1991, one of the highest grossing films of all time up to that point. Actually, I think it held the record for like the highest grossing action film, R-rated action film, I think up until Deadpool. Could be wrong. Didn't really look into it. So Yeah, it sounds about right. It sounds it sounds close enough. It ran. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. I know what it is. You you mentioned Deadpool, and it made me think because I was listening to Dead Meat. It was Passion of the Christ. Oh. Then then it was See, I hit my mic. I hit my mic in frustration because oh. Yes. I know, but I only <laughs> no know that because I only know that because I listened to the episode and Jesus! they said that was the highest grossing until yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, listen, I'm gonna say this Jim Caviezel Highwayman. That's fuck, the movie. Fuck talking about Terminator <laughs> 2. Let's talk about Passion of the Christ and Jim Caviezel. No. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Oh, my God. This made a lot of fucking money. Uh, way more. Like this, I mean, the budget, between the budget and how much money it made at the box office, it blew the original away. But it also came out seven years after the first Terminator, which is a pretty good chunk of time between, you know, a first and second film. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is where it should have ended. This is where it, it fucking ended. This is where you stop. But no, we had to get four more movies. 
That's what Yay. they say. My, my experience, I don't, I don't know, pretty, almost nothing after movies with movies past this, like almost nothing. Oh, well, you're in for a wild ride when we uh, in a couple weeks when we get to Terminator three. Uh, so this was directed again by James Cameron, who had just gotten off of directing the abyss right before this. And this is where he was. This is where the effects for the T-1000 actually came from. So the effects he used in the abyss was very similar to the effects used for the mm-hmm. T-1000, the very because he's made out of liquid and that was his determination to go, okay, we're good enough to to do this in the new Terminator because the T-1000 storyline was actually supposed to be in the first Terminator. So was the it? whole thing was is that the, the T-800, the original T-800 <laughs> from Terminator 1, dies, and Skynet goes, oh, well, he failed. Let's send in this experimental Terminator because that's what the T-1000 always was. It wasn't a fully... Uh, experimented on like it wasn't really 100% ready Skynet kind of just was like yeah he was a prototype they they weren't sure how it was all gonna go and that was how you know it was and James Cameron had ideas about shooting it in like weird lighting so you did you don't really see the really clunkiness of what the T-1000 was going to be but then he just scrapped it but you can see it on uh, special features uh, for the original Terminator but I'll once he did up. the abyss, once he did the abyss, that was what made him go, well, let's do uh, Terminator 2. We got this. Hey, li- we got this guy. He needs to be liquid metal. But I did a movie with liquid. Water's like liquid. I could make this work. <laughs> I thought you were shaking no. your head because you thought the abyss was bad. I've heard good I, I am not a fan of the abyss in my experience. My I I remember that movie because my mom was obsessed with that fucking movie when it came out. I remember the prick that was on it. I remember Ooh, oh god, Ed, who was Ed the, Harris? The, Ed Harris was awesome. Not Ed, oh, the, the Ed dude Harris. that the the dumb fuck that was with them. That was oh, like man. clearly the villain. I think it was like Mary Stenbergen or something like that was in that. I can't remember who else was in the. It's that, it's when the it's when the first alien liquid snake comes through and he's the dude that shuts the door on it and shit all falls down then it looks at him and slinks back in the water i remember these scenes of this movie and i just don't give a fuck about it and then they did like the special director's cut that was like 20 hours long and yeah don't give a shit <laughs> so the whole plot line of destroying uh cyberdyne the whole offices was actually another thing that they were supposed to do in terminator 1 but they decided to not do it. And pretty much James Cameron was like, well, if thank God we didn't do it because we wouldn't have had Terminator two, because that was literally the entire basis of this movie was the, the whole them getting the Cyberdyne, destroying it, which then would kind of cancel, you know, Skynet actually forming and everything happening. But guess what? We got Terminator three that just literally takes all that and goes, fuck it. That's what I hear. I've seen uh, some clips of that movie. That I, I'm like, so yeah, glad no. we're talking about a different movie before we get to Terminator 3. But, um... <laughs> hey. You've got that. a lot. You got, she's got a lot to say about this movie. Some things. She has a lot. So, again, this was written by James Cameron as well, which is not surprising. Because if he's directing it, most likely <laughs> he's writing it. Uh, it was... So, this starred, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's back as the T-800, but not the same one. Don't get confused. Not the same one. That one died. Uh, but he does. But the, the first one does make an appearance. Yes, it does. 
That's all I'll say. Uh, Linda Hamilton is back as Sarah Connor because she is Sarah Connor. Yeah. And then Robert Patrick, the man who pretty much stole the show in this movie as the T-1000. This was like, when it came to Robert Patrick, he was kind of an unknown in Hollywood. He actually was discovered uh, and actually got cat. Everybody upstairs needs to shut up. He's from, uh, from Marietta. Stop bad mouthing the man upstairs. Everybody's so loud up there. Stop it. I'm here banging and everything. Um, I just kidding. So he actually was in Die Hard 2. And that's what and James Cameron saw that, caught his attention. Oh, yeah. And he that's is. what got yeah. him to cast uh, Robert Patrick. Because originally, Michael Bean was eyed to play the T1000 as kind of like a, you know, Sarah seeing the T1000 as. Kyle Reese or whatever, and she gets the like the weird thing, but it just they decided not to do it because it was going to be too confusing for the audience. Yeah, it was like and the so whole they, psychological trauma yeah, thing. I thought it would have been a really cool idea, but I really like. I mean, Robert Patrick is fucking awesome as the T one thousand, so menacing, and the way that he is not fully robotic, he's not a robot. He's still able to like when he's talking to people, he can persuade, like he can make it out like he's an actual like he's human. Which is really cool. And Edward Furlong, who, to be honest, is my least favorite part of this movie, uh, as John Connor. This was actually his first film. And um, yeah, we'll talk more about him as we go along. But I just, I've never been a fan of Edward Furlong. I don't think he's ever really been a great actor. Uh, really not been just a fan of anything he's been in. Uh, he's been in some really good movies, just not characters I really cared for. But. We had him, and he was here. All right, let's go around, talk about this movie, what we thought about it. Maybe if you've ever, if you, you know, talk about the first time you ever saw the movie, because this is a 30, almost 31-year-old movie. Let's talk about it. Terminator 2, Judgment. Yeah, I'm looking something up about the movie, so you guys talk. Angela, start us off. Uh, For the most part, I liked, I really enjoyed it. I still like the first one better. Um, There was parts of it that... I could have done without. I think they went, I guess, too long with it. It was drawn out. Okay. Um, can't say it because it's part of the plot. But later on in the movie, there's a gunfight, and I think it could have just been shortened. Um, like, anything past that, I was just kind of like, meh. Kind of made me lose interest in the movie. But up until then, I really enjoyed the movie. To be honest, I don't hear a lot of people say that they like the original more than this. But I I get it. Because to be honest, the original and this are two different types of movies. They are. This is very much an action movie. Where the Terminator is more of a psychological thriller that also has some action elements to it. So I completely agree. Like, I, you know, I, I don't have the same views, but I totally understand that people who have that view of liking the original more than this one. But there, I didn't, I don't think I've ever fully seen this one before. Like I've seen clips, uh, like bits and pieces of it. I do vaguely remember. So I think I had to have partially watched it. Yeah. So. But yeah, I I could have done with the, the last thirty minutes. 
I guess. I don't know. Go ahead. She's got to do like a light tap on your leg or something. No, that's good. Um, I, I, I'm not going to, because normally for that train of thought is I still think Alien, I like Alien more than Aliens. Oh, I'm with you on that. But I like Terminator 2 more than the original one as, as a total experience. I think it's obviously a better film. Right. Uh, but the original Terminator, I think, is good because it's it just feels so much more concise and directed. Well, you got where this this budget, it's the way yeah. that it was filmed and the way that he did. I just appreciate the first one more because of that. No, no exactly, exactly. Okay. And I think my main qualms, my only qualm is about what she said is is as the the, the whole like first two thirds of the movie are that it all makes sense. It's like. Boom, 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 like progress of a series of events. Da, 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 da. And then the stuff with Cyberdyne gets brought up and they're like, let's go there. And I just feel like that scene, like like what happened, there's some stuff in that scene, like some of the action bits, I think are really good. And there uh I think there's some good acting and stuff, but I thought it could have been just streamlined a little bit, that scene. I think there's some thought where they're just like they're explaining things that I it's important, I feel, but they could have just streamlined it more because i felt it dragged in that because it's like right. i know everything that happens leading up to this i forgot about the cyberdyne stuff and then the main set piece at the end of the movie like there's like this that chunk i completely forgot all of that because it's like this like the beginning and then the very very end is all i remember so like we grow just growing up but it, like just that bit with cyberdyne i felt probably could have been streamlined just a little bit i don't don't take it out i mean just streamline it but other than that, you know, the I I love the effects. I love how actually making him liquid metal I thought was a brilliant idea because you didn't need the detail from right. the special effects. I think they look great. Like I mean, obviously you could tell like it it's they worked within what they had for the time. There's a few bits of practical effects I didn't care for. Like I think they had a few like dummy Schwarzenegger heads again. It looked a lot better than the first one. Still didn't look great. Um, uh, the gunplay was great. The driving was cool. What was the thing I said? Oh, that makes a lot more sense than shooting the gas tank. Oh, the, the truck, when it exploded. Because we, we could have had a scene like, let's shoot a gas tank with a projectile, which does not make cars explode, by the way. Oh, the it's, alleyway it's when scene? The, yeah, where the, where the truck, the spark, the actual uh, battery cable arced against the side of the vehicle, yep. and that caused yeah, the fuel. Now I was like, oh, okay, the, that's He's smart. talking about the truck, the T-1000 was driving in the yes. river. Yeah, in the... Yeah, the yeah Aqueduct River, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but like that. Yeah. Other than that, I like I, I like the flow. I mean, I thought Schwarzenegger obviously did better in this movie because it's a. I mean, he had a few years on him and stuff, and all the characters were good. I like um, Linda. What well, Linda, Linda Hamilton was great. Uh, it is good. It's good. I, I, I really like the movie. In this Dude, movie. he is. No, He's no, no. Very well. No, no. Yeah. Linda Hamilton is. Oh yeah. Ripped oh yeah. Dude, movie. she fuck. She fuck you up. Damn. Uh, She's good. Victor brought that up. He's like, God damn, she's jacked. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah Fighting off guards every day just to get still sedated. Looking great. Keep you still looking great, Linda Hamilton. Oh, yeah. But no, great movie. I recommend, obviously, go watch. Definitely recommend you watch it. This is, I think, as a kid, I, I mean, I first saw this movie as a kid and I was blown away. Because of course I've I, I remember as a kid watching the original Terminator and I really liked it. It was it it was kind of scary when I was a kid. 
just the the way the Terminator acted and like I said, it's the the original is a very is more of a psychological thriller and you don't know where he's going to be type deal where this is more of an this is an action packed movie from beginning yep. to end it's it's action with a couple yeah you got your you know, the cyberdyne stuff like you were saying but even it's, that's it's got some really good action in it right but just toward the end of it yeah yeah so but i just remember after seeing the original terminator and then i think immediately we might have even rented both terminator and terminator 2 in the same weekend and i watched them both and i just remember what a difference it was and being just completely amazed by the T1000 and, and the fact that, Oh, Arnold's the good guy. Now I was like, Oh yeah. my God, this is so cool. Yeah. Cause they don't give you that. Like they I love no. that buildup. It's like, just like the first movie. So good. Two people come through. Right. You don't know who's the good guy. And, yeah. yeah. And even after you, you know that he's the good guy. And then like when Sarah first sees him and she gets all that PTSD going on, she's like, Oh no, not again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no kidding, he, But right? then he puts his hand down and, it says the line, you know, come with me. If Not you while they're having sex. No, well, I don't think he said that either. <laughs> but uh, no, that was just in my head canon. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, I just, I was, I mean, I, I watched it yesterday <laughs> and, or a couple days ago, and I just, I was still blown away by the effects and what they were able to do. Oh, yeah. You know, I got my, my issues with it. But overall, this is a, great fucking movie There's like i said really the only, set pieces dude oh yeah i mean the fact that they literally shot in la like it what like the scene the tr- the the chase scene in the aqueduct river or whatever the hell you call it because la is weird yeah that is. is actually a place like that it was in la in that actual area because i actually watched the video uh paramount did where it was um some host was walking around with robert patrick and they were going to a bunch of shooting locations from terminator 2 like the house that uh, uh, John lived in with the foster parents it was a real house. It wasn't a set. It was a real house. That whole chase scene was all done in real, like on a real location. It wasn't on a set. So it was really cool that they were able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And the effects definitely looked better. I mean, yeah, the T-1000 doesn't look great to today's standards. But in 1991, yeah. that was mind-blowing, especially... You know, we're still two years out from Jurassic Park when special effects became like, holy shit, we made dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like that was like the T-1000 was the cool thing up until the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. So, I mean, it's still mind blowing today to see what they were able to do 30 plus years ago. But I love this movie. And like I said before, they should have stopped here. (laughs) Did you did you have any toys from this movie? I might have had a T the T eight hundred the Arnold figure um, on the bike. Yeah, I don't. Have, I think uh, I I'm I, I don't. I unfortunately don't have a lot of toys that I had as a kid, which is very unfortunate yeah, I because either. I had a, a lot of really cool Jurassic Park toys and yeah, oh, yeah. old toys because those were like my two favorite movies at the time. I was too Jaws toys didn't exist in the nineties yeah. because it was uh, like yeah. twenty years. So yeah, the closest was, we got was that damn shark game. What was it? Shark. There's that little. It's like a board game by Mattel. There's like I the shark that chases about. the other little fish around the board. I can't think of that fucking name. That game now. But, but now we have a Jaws board game, everybody. Hell yeah! yeah. Well, what I, what I was gonna say is, I actually remember. I don't. I, I probably had a T800 figure back in the day because I would have been. This is ninety one. Yeah. 
So I would have been about like five, six-ish. But I know they sold the toys for a little while, especially when it came out on VHS. There was another big push right. for it. And, um, I I had I remember having a T one thousand, but it was the one where he, the, his hook arms were chased after the car. Oh yeah, I remember. I, I remember seeing those. But like, so you know, when I would, you know, I think Terminator three came out when I was twelve. So I probably had a T eight hundred from Terminator three, not from Terminator two, because Terminator mm. Terminator two came out before I was born. So by mm-hmm. the time I was actually getting toys like that this was getting closer to the two thousands. So Makes I was sense. more getting Jurassic park toys. Like I remember, I mean, I don't, I won't go into all of the Jurassic park toys I had, but that was, <laughs> that was what I was doing. I was, it was Jurassic park and I was huge into the crocodile hunter. So I had a bunch of crocodile stuff. And yeah. Stuff. But um, yeah, Terminator three, I think is when I started getting a couple of the toys, but the Terminator from Terminator three is kind of similar to the Terminator two T 800. So it wasn't that big. Makes sense. Deal. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we get into this plot? I do. All right. I think I said this on the show. We covered it. If not, I'm just going to let you know right now. I called it that uh, it's not related, but it, it's a franchise from this era. But Top uh-huh. Gun Maverick, over a billion dollars. I fucking Oh, my God. It deserves it. It's a fucking it, I did. So I think good. we covered it. I was like, it's going to hit a billion. Mm-hmm. And it did. So fuck yeah. Anyway, carry on. That's it. That's all I had. Good job, Top Gun Maverick. Terminator 2. Judgment Day. (laughs) To be honest, the Terminator theme is one of the greatest themes of all time. It's not even greatest themes of like of a decade. It's one of the greatest themes of all time. Like it's up there for me with Jurassic Park, Jaws, Star Wars, other things that are really good. Terminator. It's so simplistic, but it's so damn good. <laughs> so good. I I concur. I can't I can't argue with that. Good good on Brad Friedel who came back to do the theme and the the score for this one as well. He did he did slightly better with everything else because I praised him last week on his theme, but the rest of the movie sounded like a video game, which was kind of weird. This was a little bit better with everything else other than the theme. Even though I didn't like the theme a, in this one as much. It wasn't even a good video game. There's no, it wasn't. It was weird. It music. was weird as hell. There is a bug flying around, but you probably see that. I know. I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> to fucking get it. But oh, boy. All right. L.A. traffic can be a bitch. As a, It's literally the first shot. And it's probably James Cameron just hanging out in the back of a car, just taking video of L.A. traffic. Or he went to a news station and was like, can I have some of your footage of just L.A. traffic? And they're like, sure, James Cameron. Don't need no permits for this. Just driving around filming people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And uh, it shows these kids swinging on a swing. Oh, yeah. And that kid, one of the kids was swinging so high. I was like, damn, it's like me. I did that shit when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I busted my fucking back falling (laughs) off the damn swing. Did, did you you remember when you like swing, you swing around, around it? Yeah, like you that's what I tell full, my kids. Like, I'm you did the loop full yet. thing. Oh man, <laughs> no. that sounds terrifying now. But we were no, always no. going for that. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know when you start going up and then you could feel like the under the the actual you swing underneath you just go light. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's like oh shit. It's when the like, chain the chain starts to loo- it like it kind of like what is, what's slack. the word? Get slack and then it like bam and you're like yeah. Wah! 
I'm too high, too high. Cut it, go back. Dial I think it back. I broke. I think I broke the plastic of one of those swings because I went so high that it so much slack and then it came down and it just you know went. What is it? Is it just it tightened up and then just fucking snapped yeah. it right in half. The seat. Yep. Just, yep. I was like, I'm at a fucking public park. I'm like, we gotta go, <laughs> mom. <laughs> we gotta go. This bomb goes off, wipes everything out. Boom. Turns to skeletons. And it shows the future. 2029 in LA. Where we get a better scene from the first one. So we get the same scene from the first one. Where you got the tank Terminator. You got the flying. I'm guessing those are the hunter killers. I wasn't sure the last time. I'm still not sure now. But, yeah, I looked it up there both. There's there's tank hunter killers and there's aerial okay. hunter killers. And so you, got, you got the seven soldiers. Years from now. Seven years from now, seven it's going to happen. Don't on. worry, it's going to happen even earlier the rate this country's going. Um, <laughs> we're going through, we're seeing all this shit going on. And it's better shot, of course, than it was in the original. You know, the, the way that the hunter killers look are really good. The ones, the flying ones look a lot more smooth in the air. They don't look like some dude's holding a plastic toy, just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa. bat. laughs> yeah, there you go. The bat from Day of the Dead is, always, yeah. is my, favorite. my favorite. We got it. Oh my goodness. Um, it's so. It's wartime. We see the soldiers running across. They're doing a bunch of stuff. We get to see the T eight hundreds. Uh, without, of course, without the human skin, it's just the oh, yeah. skeleton, which is really cool. And they were all workable animatronics, so they were actually like, like pretty much robots. <laughs> I like how it comes in, how it steps in on steps on that human head, yes. that skull, yeah. like, on the skull. Yep, and it just pans up. Yeah, uh, really. Cool. I love the way the T eight hundreds look. The exoskeletons, such a badass robot. And this is where you also get uh, Sarah doing voiceover which i hate like this made sense because she's doing a voiceover of the future she's talking about john and all that stuff and god damn john connor i don't like this i don't like the way this guy looks because he looks nothing there's no way edward furlong has grown up to look like this guy (laughs) he's got the deep scars and he's just like he he looked like the jock in school who was just like beating up the nerds (laughs) Which isn't cool, but he's not Edward Furlong. It's not. I know what Edward Furlong looks like now. He's like a 40 something year old man. He doesn't look like that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, uh, voiceover. It's fine in the beginning of a movie to kind of set stuff up. But when you have it throughout a movie, I can't stand it. And they did it in this movie. And that was one of the two things I disliked about this movie was the constant Sarah voiceover kind of commentating what's going on. And then Edward Furlong just not being great. Well, I figured at, at, you know, you only need to set so much up. Like, you're like, okay, here's our narrating narration setting up of the movie. And I don't think you need any more narration. No. no I thought the movie did, would have been fine without it. This is just very unnecessary. He didn't do much. So, there, during the voiceover, Sarah states that there were ter- uh, two Terminators sent to kill John. One was before his birth, which is the one from the original Terminator, and then one uh, when he was a kid, which is the T-1000 from this film. But a protector was sent. Which you kind of don't really know fully what that means. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know what it means. But if you're going into this for the first time, you don't really know exactly what that means. 
was it somebody else like Kyle Reese or what we get in this movie? We get a great title card in the opening credits with the badass Brad Friedel theme song just thumping in my ear. I want a vocal cover of this. I want it all acapella. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's just Halo. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, listen. <laughs> and there's fire everywhere during the credits, and I'm just like, oh my God, give it to me. <laughs> we get uh, a truck station. It's, it's it's today, so 1991, I'm, I guess. Or no, it would... So the first one takes place in 1984, which is the year the movie came out. This one takes place in 1994 because it's 10 years later. So there's a tr- we're at a truck stop. Light you get the lighting show like we did in the original and but we get a different type of entrance. So instead of them just being there, they come in like an orb. Yeah. And anything it's around just gets cut away. So the yeah. part of the back of the truck is really cool. It's like gone from the orb and the ground has got the indentation from the orb and we get to see Arnold but no Arnold dick in this one we don't even get to see Arnold ass we just see Arnold and he walks over to and immediately once you see Arnold you know he's a Terminator or you know you know he's a a cyborg so they immediately show his Terminator vision which is the red with all the text it looks like uh, what's the what was the Nintendo that shitty Nintendo where everything's fucking red virtual boy oh my god it was the worst i had one it was terrible that's what it looks that's terminator vision it's terrible uh so yeah he goes walks into a bar and he needs to get some clothes and all the bikers in there are just like yeah okay buddy you're funny what are you doing i love his entrance, though, where all the people, like, you got the, everybody's, like, reacting to a naked guy walking into the bar, and you get the one woman who's bringing out the food, and she sees him, she's like, ooh. Well, I mean, she's, like, licking her chops, I was like, whoa. <laughs> she's like a, he's a stacked naked Oh, I mean, just I would probably, like, I would have been sitting there like, <laughs> we gotta leave, honey, because I can't compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, he beats the fuck out of these guys oh just, god oh yeah, he man does. he just he completely destroys every single one of them to the point where the one guy because he asked for his clothes and he asked for his motorcycle and the guy just laughs at his face well by the time it's all over the guy's like throwing him his keys oh yeah like he asked nicely yeah <laughs> he determined that this guy had the right size clothes yeah which i liked it made sense he wasn't just going to take anybody's clothes he had to find the guy yeah. who could he could fit into thought that yeah. was really cool so, yeah, he got, he takes the clothes, and I like how he's he's about to leave. He starts the motorcycle. He's about to leave, and the barkeeper, barkeeper, no, the barkeep, yeah, or whatever. He comes out and he's just like, "Hey, buddy," with a shotgun. Like he just like this 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 bartender just watched this dude just destroy like six men, pretty big dudes. Yeah, and he comes out with a shotgun. Like that's gonna do something. Yeah, like. <laughs> Millie, he's got a dope-ass shotgun. It, yeah, it's pretty dope. It's, it's lever-action shotgun. It's fucking sweet. Anything lever-action is sweet as fuck. So, anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, he comes out, and he threatens him, and he's like, you need to you need to get off. 
I'm going to shoot you. And Arnold just comes up and just snatches right out of his hand and then sees he's got cool sunglasses in his pocket and he takes them out and he's like, and puts them on. And you're just like, look, yeah, let's go, baby. Go. Yeah. And he just, he goes. So another, we get another light show, which happens in another part of town and uh, a cop sees it all happening. So he goes in to investigate and then he gets jumped by whatever it was uh, and he gets his clothes and the car taken and you find out that this is the bad Terminator because he's looking for John Connor. So I'm guessing, so this is a, a liquid metal Terminator, right? So is this like his mm-hmm. natural form being Robert Patrick? Or did he steal somebody's identity? Because he didn't look like the cop that he was, that he jacked from. Maybe he he might have like a default look programmed. That's what. That's I'm why guessing. he always. That's why he always goes back to it. That's the only thing I can think of because he can imitate anybody. Right. Right. And he's just like bloop. It makes like, it makes just, a lot of it makes a lot of sense. He may just have a like a programming and just pro, like like. Clothes return to this they always well the clothing he might's like okay too. well it's kind of a smart play like all will be law enforcement yeah because you could probably get away with a lot more as law enforcement but they just magically fix themselves too because the clothes yeah well the clothes are all metal too well i think once he had he doesn't take physically take the clothes i think it's more of he just see he because the because uh arnold states all he has to do is like touch what he can change into. So he probably just touched the cop and he got the clothes. Touch. The cop is probably still there yeah. unconscious with his, all of his uniform still there. Say, so. He probably killed him. It, probably. So we then meet John Connor and his really good friend, by the way, like this friend is like, I, if you want to find a good friend, this is the type of friend you need to find. Cause this dude covers for you. Does all cool. No like, shit. He's, a, he's a good fucking friend. John's a sh- little shit bag. Yeah, he is. He sucks. So he's um, he's not a fan of his foster parents. He's in the foster care because his mom's crazy and she's off in a mental institution. And yeah, his foster parents are trying like the mom, the foster mother is kind of like, you know, she's trying to care, but she's but he's such a piece of shit that she's just like, I'm trying. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And the, the foster dad's like, fine. So he goes outside. He's like, John, come back inside. Listen to your mother. She's and he's just turning. He's like, "You're not my parents." And then he drives away. Yeah, and he's just like, "You're not well, my I dad, tried. Todd." Yeah, <laughs> he just like, goes and sits. Who's going to respect you? Your name's Todd. And then he drives away. Right. <laughs> Sorry to anybody who's named Todd out there. <laughs> so his friend, uh, I was like, he looks familiar. Me and him, me and him both. You're probably too young to remember a show called Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It was is. on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, I was like, it was a camp show. He's from Salute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're rocking some Guns and Roses. And I was like, oh. yeah, baby, I love this song. Oh, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's a great song, <laughs> but it's the only one uh, they play. <laughs> I'm not a GNR person. So, uh, 90, late 80s, early 90s, GNR was my jam. I love I loved it. And then fair point. A lot of people slash left and GNR turned to shit. Fair point. We then meet Sarah Connor, once again, played by the wonderful Linda Hamilton. And she is, she's just, she's ripped. Her arms are fucking huge. They're bigger than mine, which is not saying much. I don't have big arms, but she's ripped. She's ready to kick some ass. Thrive, she's doing curls. She's doing fucking curls. Thrive, her Parker. Her dick's probably better, bigger than both ours too. So. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 
and we get we get to see Doctor Silverman again, the fucking stupid oh, psychiatrist fucking from the him. first movie, and he's just worse in this one. I was oh gonna say he's like more he of an sucks. asshole. <laughs> God. He comes up, he's he's giving a tour to I guess future doctors or future people that are working there or whatever, and he's talking about her. And the funny thing is, is like, did he not hear about anything that happened? I mean, he must have because he shows the pictures and video of the T eight hundred from the first one going through the police station and murking everybody. But he's still like, yeah, she believes a, a cyborg was sent back to kill her. Blah, blah, blah. And I love it when he she comes up to the window. She's like, hey, Dr. Silverman, how's the knee? And she's like, he's like, great. Yeah, she stabbed me a couple weeks ago <laughs> with my own pen. Well, he did say in the original movie, he was gung ho about making a career at a Kyle, off of Kyle, Kyle, Reese. Kyle Reese. Yeah. And that's yeah. all he gives a fuck about is his career. <laughs> He's That's it. Piece. He sucks. He is a piece of shit. So we see that the 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 term the second the Terminator that showed up, the one who stole the cops' clothes and all that stuff, he is going around trying to find John, and he shows up at the foster parents' house asking about him. And you know, the first thing is like because he's very he gets in trouble a lot. So they're like, "What did he do now?" It's like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm, I'm, we're concerned, you know. There's, we just, I just want to talk to him and all that stuff. And I, Robert Patrick's performance is so good in this movie, where he can go from very stern, no emotion, being the, being the Terminator he's supposed to be, to having to be human. Yeah. Like when he's talking to them, you know, he's showing some emotion. He shows the picture and blah blah blah. Or no, he gets the picture from the foster parents. And all that stuff. And he's just like, I'm just, you know, we're concerned. I just want to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves. Yeah. We then, and then um, he also finds out that another person had showed up. Some big dude on a bike. And they're like, ah, Arnold was there first. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in for something. We then see that John is like a hacker. He's like hacking into an ATM in broad daylight with his friend. And his friend is like generally concerned. He, I would have been that friend. Like, dude, I don't really like this is kind of sketch, man. Like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. And he, yeah, and then, right. But once the money comes out, he's just like, all right, let's do this. Let's go spend a lot of money. All right, sure. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and the friend asks about uh, Sarah to John and John's is like, ah, oh, she's a complete wacko. I fucking hate dialogue in the 90s, man. It's just like. Yeah, you know, we uh we were together for a while. We traveled from here, there, and everywhere, but she's a fucking she's kind of a psycho now. And you're like You were with her for that long and you're just like because he tells her that he tried to she broke into some facility and she got arrested and yeah, got sent to a hospital or whatever and she's a total loser. Well, so, just in 20 years, our, in 20 years I can hear my kids talking about how they're going to hate how people talked at this point in time. <laughs> I think it's just like just hearing Edward Furlong's dialogue in this movie. I'm just like, oh, God, it's terrible. Yeah, no, that's bad. Um, so the funny thing about this was that and you can tell in a lot of scenes. So Edward Furlong was going through the change during filming of this movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had to ADR a lot of his dialogue because there was some of the some times where they would be filming and he would do his dialogue and he had a very a lot deeper voice. than, you know. Uh, well, that scene, he sounded like he was 10 years old. This scene, he sounds like he's, you know, a lot older. So they had to bring 
Edward back and they had to do ADR and then they had to adjust it. So he sounded younger and all that stuff. So there is a lot of just weird scenes where you can tell it's ADR instead of him yeah, actually was, talking. And Victor said something about that. I didn't really actually notice it all that much, but it makes sense now that you mention it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But I, I guess, I mean, it's necessary if you want to be consistent throughout an entire movie. You don't want him to be sounding, you know, two different ways. Like, he sounds good. He sounds like this here and then the middle here. And then he sounds back to the like, yeah, it just sounds weird. I understand. We go back to the psychiatric hospital where Sarah is watching a video of herself being interviewed by Dr. Silberman. She's talking about Judgment Day and she's going crazy. And she's and when they pan back out to, you know, her after she watches it, she looks to him and is like, I, I feel a lot better now. So, you know, we promised after six months, if I feel better, uh, I can call John. And she's like, he's like, nah, we're not going to let you do yeah, that. And yeah. she's just like, you fucking piece of shit. And she attacks him. And I was like, I would have done the same thing. This dude sucks. So we then cut over to Cyberdyne which is pre Skynet. This is like the origin of everything mm -hmm. in this franchise. And we meet Dyson. Vacuums. What the hell is this? Miles. First name? Miles. Miles Dyson, uh, who is played by Joe Morton, who actually was in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. And he was also in Justice League, both versions of the Justice League. He played uh, Cyborg's dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 He was in Eureka as well, because I remember you watching. He was in Sped or sorry, Speed. The Keanu Reeves Speed. Yeah. Yeah. 94. All right. Oh, yeah. He probably played one of the cops. Probably. So he's got pieces of the 1984 T-800 in his possession. He's got one of the arms. And he has the chip that was inside the the head, and you're like, oh, that's not gonna that's not gonna be good for anybody. Sarah is told she can't contact John. And of course, we saw this, and she gets very angry. She jumps over the desk. She attacks the doctor, and she gets sedated and all that stuff. And it's uh, she gets she gets brought back to her room, and this is where the is this where the dude is like. No, no, I don't think that's what happens yet because I have not, that in my notes. Not yet. Yeah. So the cop in the T-800 both locate John. So I put cops cop in quotations because that's the T-1000. And he's at the arcade. So I'm like, yeah, I miss arcades. I watched this and I went, I miss arcades. Arcades so are much. Fuck, dude. What happened? Oh, it's so sad. John's friend, he lies about knowing him. I love when the T T-1000 walks up to him, shows him a picture. Do you know this kid? And he's just like, nope, don't know who that is. And walks and immediately runs over to John. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. There's a cop over there looking for you. And he's like, what? All right, let's go. Like, very quickly. Like, the kid was, like, super, like, nonchalant about it. Like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Clearly, this has happened before. <laughs> yeah. So, John, so they run. Well, I mean, John runs on his own. ATM. I mean. Even, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, this is how good of a friend this kid is. He literally steps in front of him. He'd be like, hey, hey what are you doing? Like, I told you I don't know him. And he like pushes him over. And he runs away from John or he runs away from the T-1000. And he comes around the corner. He's like in the back hallway of the mall or wherever yeah, this yeah. is. 
and he runs into the the the, the poor, this poor guy who's just like, hey, you're not supposed to be back here, and he's like, just keeps running, and then he comes around the corner and he runs into Arnold, and he's just like, you know, hearing all the stories from his mom, he's like, oh shit, and turns around and tries to run into another room, it doesn't work out, and he they the T one thousand and Arnold they both meet in the hallway. And this poor fucker is just standing in the middle of the hallway along with John. And he tells the kid to get down or he tells John to get down and they start firing. And the poor dude gets caught in the fire in the crossfire and just gets blown away. Yeah. I like the, um, like, cause he's got like that box of roses. Yeah. And he, and he like opens it up. It. He's got so that. Cool. It's a, it's a Winchester 87, 1887. And he's like, and I hate, okay, I got a bitch about something. The way the fucking handguns sounded, they were all like Beretta 92s, but they sounded like, pew, 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 pew. I hated the way it fucking sounded in this movie. The sound of the awful. shotgun was cannons. Was two cannons being shot off. That, that's fine. So I get, I'm fine with it. But like the handgun just sounded like shit. Like I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, confused. <laughs> So we find out that is this is a liquid Terminator because he gets shot and he gets like the spray marks all over him and then he yeah. like absorbs back into his body and he fights with Arnold and during shooting when they're doing the fight scene um, Arnold was like oh he's I mean, clearly my character can easily throw this one around and James Cameron's like no he's stronger than you like he is a more advanced Terminator so he is going to have even though he you you're bigger than him, he's stronger than you. So he's gonna throw you around. So Robert Patrick said it was so weird to take Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was just a massive massive man compared to him at that time, and just throw him around the way he was throwing him around. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the meat mountain. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger got a lot of fucking things for this movie. He his salary was fifteen million dollars, which is a lot of money in nineteen ninety one. And he oh, was yeah. given a goddamn jet to sign on to this movie. All right. Okay. Sounds like a good deal to me. You should have signed on for like, I want a certain percentage of the royalties. That I feel like been... that's probably kind of what happened with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like his downfall when it came to acting was that he probably demanded a lot of money for his roles. Probably. And, the time, and then of course he did Batman and Robin and people were like, we shouldn't. I don't think this is a good idea to cast him anymore. Yeah, he, he kind of oversold himself, if you will, yeah, before he 100%. was. So after the fight, he gets kind of thrown like he gets thrown to the side. The T8, T-1000 chases him. And I this scene is great where he hops on his uh, dirt bike and he's driving away and the T-1000 is hustling. Oh, and God, he gets really close. He uh, Robert Patrick had to, it literally did like sprinting like regimens to to get himself like in shape and be able to run really fast when he sprints and he actually got to the point where he was almost able to catch up to uh the dirt bike like on his own without them having to slow down because he got so fast he's a fucking machine oh so good literally he's a machine (laughs) bunches of them so after he realizes he can't catch up to john on foot he steals a semi and uh, gives chase uh, in the truck and it's oh man another great scene where john drives down into the 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 river or whatever it is and he just and he's and he stops because he's like there's no way he's getting down here 
and he just drives the truck right off the bridge. Yes. And it just smashes, and then he's just like full throttle going, you know, chasing him, and he's like, okay. (laughs) I I wasn't expecting that. Arnold's back on on his bike, and he sees what's going on, and he gives uh, pursuit. He's shooting uh, the T-1000 from, like, a a higher elevation with the cool shotgun. He's shooting them and stuff. Trivia for that. They actually had to customize the lever loop, make it larger because his sausage fingers were too big for allow, for allowed him to to do the spin. Yeah, the standard one was way too small. So uh, Arnold gets the bike down into the river and he gets around the the truck and he does the coolest fucking save I've ever seen in my life, where he literally just grabs John, throws him in the front of the bike, and just keeps going without even slowing down. Yeah. Just, and then the, the the dirt bike gets run over. There was so Arnold like during the scene because he had to have so Edward Furlong is sitting in front of him and he has to continue to turn and shoot at the truck behind him. He kept there was times he kept he would actually like there was one time he smoked Edward Furlong in the face when he's trying to do one of the shooting scenes. Oh my god! Like Edward Furlong, like literally got his ass beat by Arnold on accident during this entire sequence. <laughs> oh my goodness! Chalk, what, chalk that one up to one of life's experiences. Yeah, right. So they, uh, Arnold incapacitates the truck. He shoots the tire out. The truck blasts into another part of the bridge, and then of course we get the cool sequence where the battery, right, the battery kind of uh, ignites the truck. Yeah. And it blows up and you're like, yeah, win. But it's way too early to be a win because they drive away and then you get the really cool scene of the T-1000 coming out, walking out in his liquid form and then forming back into Robert Patrick's top look. And I was like, that is such a cool scene. So cool. That explosion was badass too. Very good explosion. Mm-hmm. Lots of cool practical, baby. So... This is when we get the uh, breakdown with Arnold as he explains what he is and, uh, you know, why he was sent back to protect John instead of kill him, that he was a a Terminator that was reprogrammed to be more of a protector than a Terminator. And he's the he's a he's the T1. He's a 101 model, I think is what he states or something like that. He's supposed to be a T800. He is a T800, but for some reason, I swear he said, I'm the 101 model. And I was like, could have been. I, I, I might have misheard, but I swear that's what he said. But I know he's a T eight hundred, and he explains to John that he's there to protect him. And we get the this is deep. I'm like that's such a nineties thing to say, <laughs> or eighties thing to say. John wants to warn his foster parents uh, about everything that's going on, but but it's a little too late because Arnold calls the house and he knows. That it's not the mo- the foster mother because he asks about the dog. It's like, what's your dog's name? Can't remember what the dog's name was. But uh, he states he tells him what the real dog's name is, but then he makes up the name and she's like, oh, it's fine. Oh, and she fucking kills the dad, dude, in the coolest way. Off screen, you just see like shoots the thing into his like shoots the thing off screen. You know the dad's dead, and she's continuing to talk on the phone. And then she hangs up the phone and it just pans to the dad and he's pinned through the mouth, through the cereal box, through the mouth, into the cabinet behind. 
And I love when he takes it out and he looks at it like, oh shit. <laughs> like it's the yeah. first time he ever he's ever done that. So it's like, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the scene that checked me out of the movie when I was little and watched it. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I remember <laughs> like, that. That I'm... was like the <laughs> Again, oh, I is. told you. But... Okay, sorry. Going back to the, no, the thing I was talking about. So Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator, he's a reprogrammed model 101 series 800. So that okay. is the complete, I guess, model for him. Okay. Model 101. Sense. So I guess the okay. original one was a model 100, 800 model or T800 okay, so or whatever. So it's a slightly improved version of the T800 yeah. from the yeah. last film. Okay. The uh, but yeah, I, when I was little, I mentioned my cowardice and what of films and whatnot. But that was the scene because I remember how he died, and I was like, "No, I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I checked out after that. Yeah, that was that, that was a that was a brutal one. It was good. It was done well. So the Terminator explains exactly what the T1000 can and cannot do. So he can, you know, he can only turn into living like matter. Like he can only become living like a person or whatever but yet he turns into a floor which was weird oh it's what i he says simple it's got to be something something simple yeah so it can't be like a complex machine he can't turn into a complex machine something that's moving parts yeah so relatively you know you think like well that would make sense because humans are complex well not necessarily because he just takes the outside form of a human yeah yeah, yeah. which can be relatively simple yeah and like a floor it's just He's just spreading himself out flat over a massive surface and right. changing the way it looks. Okay. That's literally all he did. That makes more sense. So the police interrogate Sarah about the Terminator and she gives them nothing because they pretty much are like, so the Terminator that killed a bunch of cops 10 years ago, uh, it, the same looking one or the, this guy that looks like him just was in the mall. She's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. This is kind of weird. Like, she's like zoned. Like, she's drugged uh, she's the fuck out. drugged out of her mind. And so, yeah, and then it goes back to John and the Terminator. They're having more of a conversation. He states that he wants to save his mom. And the Terminator's like, it's not part of the mission. And he's like, well, it's part of my mission. And then he finds out that he can control the Terminator. He can give it orders. So he pretty much anytime he says something, the Terminator has to do it. And I love how he's like, he screams and yells for help. Those two buff dudes come over and then they get their ass beat for trying to be nice. Yeah. It's like, you were just asking for help. This, I don't, I'm so confused. But they <laughs> did. Guys. It's because John calls them something. Yeah. And admittedly, oh, yeah. it is kind of the kids. And not he's even. Like, he's like, uh, go away. I forget what he, what he says. Fuckwad or something like that. Yeah. Then he's like, he's like, oh really? Yeah. And that's when it all starts. So the whole thing is his fault, ultimately. Even though he was screaming trying to get away, it's just how he he played it off afterwards because he's a piece of shit kid. So so yeah. So he then tells him he then orders him that he's gonna go. We're gonna go save my mom, and he's like, okay, sure. He's like, how do you know he's gonna go after mom? He's like, because that's what I would do. Yeah, because that was the whole thing originally why he didn't want to do it is because because the, the other one's going to know. That's going to be the first thing that it's expecting you to do. Like, well, Any close family ties, that's yeah. the way that's the place to go. So, yeah. so the T-1000 is at the institution. And this is when the orderly is bringing Sarah into her room 
an elixir. I was like, what the what the fuck, man? Oh, I was yep, expe- I thought more was gonna happen, and I'm glad it didn't because he just elixir yeah. and then walks out, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't like him. Sarah, but you find out Sarah was never sedated. She wakes up, she gets herself out of restraints, and this is right as the T-1000 arrives. Yeah. The T-1000 hides in the floor, and he turns into the guard. Now, cool thing is, is these guys are twins. This was actually a guy Ah. and his twin brother. Um, Two They were actually in uh, Gremlins 2. They played twins. Um... I just thought it was really cool because there's actually they're not the only twins in this movie. Uh, no, they're not. No, later on. But I thought it was really cool. Uh, the one gets killed, and the other one drags him into the closet. And I love that Sarah gets the comeuppance on that stupid dude who licked her, beats the shit out of. Her. She beats the shit out of him and then takes his well, keys. Manufacturers. The T one thousand. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sarah catches up with Doctor Silberman and she fucks him up. Oh, thankfully, I was like, yes. And she takes like this cleaning solution and and fills a syringe up with it and then like walks around with him threatening that she is going to um, she's going to kill him if she doesn't, you know, they don't help her get out. Fucking pipe cleaner. Yeah, it's like, oh, (laughs) that would fuck you up, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the Terminator and John make their way to the institution. John makes the Terminator promise that he won't kill and he shoots the dudes below in the knees and he's like, ah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll live. Is what he's yeah, yeah. That's uh, great. Sarah, I love that dude. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah makes her way through the hospital with Silverman and everything kind of goes sideways so she just runs. And well, the, the next sight she sees as she runs away is not a sight that she wanted to as she turks, she notices that the elevator doors opening and what comes out but Arnold Schwarzenegger and she's like it's a great not scene. again da, 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 da. yeah oh so good and he's but John runs up to her and explains to her like he's here he's good he's here to help blah 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 and then that's when he reaches down and goes come with me if you want to live mom mom he's just here to deliver the pizza ah. <laughs> The T-1000 makes his entrance. Uh, this is where you get the really cool bar scene where he walks, he liquefies through the bars, which is really fucking cool. And it kind of shows fucking dickhead. Uh, the psychiatrist. Dude. Silverman. That, what, yeah. Silverman, yeah, what the hell's going on? Because he sees it. Sucks. He does suck. But it's funny because he can't get the, the gun through. Yeah, he's like, and he just <laughs> turns it and takes yeah. it. Uh, Jesus! Uh, a shout out, a shootout, a shout out ensues. No, a shootout ensues between them. Get both. out my lawn, damn it! So they both, so Sarah, John, and uh, the T eight hundred, they go into the elevator, and there's the big shootout. So uh, Linda oh, Hamilton yeah. actually got permanent uh, hearing loss from the scene because yep. she forgot to change yep. out her earplugs in between shots. So yeah, oh, that's that sucks. I could only imagine, dude. I That's why she I've said shot. yes to marrying James Cameron because she couldn't barely hear him. She's like, yes. And he's like, well, you said yes. It has to be. Huh? When we were young, right? When, when I was much younger, I went to go out shooting with my buddy back in the day. And I would sh- I've would i shot like full full power 303 British and stuff like that. Like with no earplugs, your fucking ears would just ring. 
for yeah. hours. This is outdoors. Yeah. I can imagine what that would do to you inside. In an enclosed space like that? Oh, God. It's a good scene, though, in the elevator with all oh, the stabbies so cool. and the shooties. Well, this is cool because the, the T-1000, he comes as the, the door shut and he's able to pry them open. He turns his hands into the, the blades, which then have the little nubs on it. And he just. Yeah, I like that. It's cool. And then he gets the shotgun blast to the face and you just see the fucking. It's like, so, yeah, it's like something out of the thing. Yeah. So supposedly all of that is James Cameron. All the weird, like, screamy sounds that the T-1000 makes when it's, like, in that weird liquid form. Where it's, like, blasting his head is, like, hanging out the side. He's like... (laughs) Really? That's interesting. He looks like a creature from The Thing. I mean, it is... Yeah, I was gonna say, there's... It is Stan Winston, so... Well, no, no, no. Uh, Rob Bottin did The Thing. But, um... Yeah, it's very similar. Very similar style. You get more scenes like that later, too, so... And this after the he kind of morphs back into himself, they escape. The T-1000 gives chase on foot. He is able to use his cool claws and grab to the back of the car. And he's, you know, hanging on and stuff. And then he gets broke. He gets shot off and a piece of it is still on the car as he falls off. And John throws it. Dad, dad, go faster. I can't. (laughs) It's a geo. (laughs) It's a Simpsons reference. They they pay homage to that scene. It's fantastic, and I love it that the T one thousand walks up and he puts it. It just kind of goes into his shoe. Yeah, that's cool. So everybody's getting patched up. Sarah's getting patched up. Arnold's getting patched up. They uh, they ask what but uh, John asks what his lifespan is, and he says one hundred and twenty five years um, with this battery core, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. John teaches um, the term. Oh, he teaches the Terminator how to speak more human. So all <laughs> the, the really 90s phrases or 80s phrases. Um, Don't have a cow, man. Cowabunga. No, it's eat, it, eat me, dick one. Eat me. I know. I'm just talking. Yeah. Because people said that. No problemo. Yeah, no problemo. Yep. Was it? What's the Austin La Vista baby? Mm-hmm. John. So yeah, they stop off for some snacks, and John asks if humans will survive. And pretty much Terminator's like, eh, it doesn't look so good. He's <laughs> <laughs> like in Magic Eight Ball and says, "Outcome is not looking good." Yeah. Like, he's like, in this current situation, no. So on the drive, the Terminator tells the exact details of Judgment Day and who is behind it. So they tell you about April or August 20, was it August 27th, 1997 or August 29th, 1997? Yeah, something Judgment like that. Day happens. So in this timeline, it'd be like three years. And so Dyson, it, Miles Dyson is the one who is behind it all. Like he starts everything and then it kind of just gets out of hand. And, you know, they were going to switch on Skynet to have the machines kind of take control of like certain things. But then they kind of were like, yeah, maybe this isn't a great idea. But before they could like turn back, the machines turned on themselves. 
Well, I think they said, what was it? It, it was a uh, Skynet was turned on like early August. What, what was it like 17 days or like 21 days for it to gain sentience or 22 days yeah. or something like, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that? It was not very long before it gained sentience. It's like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So the, was it the Russians? We, we were like, the US and the Russians were aimed at each other and they, Skynet was able to go in and kind of like hack in and send all the nukes off. Well, uh, yeah, it was they they launched at Russia because they knew Russia would launch back. Right. Skynet knew if they attacked Russia, they would be they would instantly yep. de- counter deploy. So. So the uh, they stopped to meet Enrique. He's a friend of Sarah, and I guess he helped her with things in the past, and he kind of owes her. The Terminator is now Uncle Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They need supplies and weapons. The Terminator loves the minigun. I love how he's just like, oh, he even smiles. He like turns back. He's like, yeah, I'm taking this. This thing that shouldn't be realistic to me carrying around like this. Oh, absolutely not. He also was like, <laughs> he's like, Jesse Ventura got to use it in The Predator. I, I'm, I'm going to use it in this movie. <laughs> there you go. He gets his shot at it. He gets his shot at the minigun, son of a bitch. John explains his life. And he knows about Kyle, which I thought was pretty cool that his mom didn't keep any secrets from him. She pretty much told him who he was and that he's a man of the future. So he's like, yeah, I know he's doesn't. He's not even born yet. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I won't meet him until I'm like 45. What is this? It's such a weird thing. I'm not going to meet my dad until I'm 45. And he's going to be like 20. 20. Yes. And and this is when the Terminator is like fixing the, the vehicle and John is crying, He's, you know, shedding some tears in the Terminator. It's like the one of three times that they ask him, but why do you cry? He's like, I'm not crying, man. Like I'm cool. <laughs> it's sweaty, dude. It's fine. Yeah, it's just sweaty. It's really hot here. This is one of the, like when I think when I was a kid, this scene was terrifying. So this is when Sarah has her nightmare. Where she's, oh she's, yes. she passes out at the, the the table, and she has the nightmare where she walks up to the fence, and it's her and John as a kid, which is actually the kid in the scene is Linda Hamilton's actual child. Oh, and um, you know they're playing, and then that's when everything you know happens. The nukes go off, and you get the the aftermath, and everybody starts to like their skin is boiling, and skin is getting all oh man, it's freaking. <laughs> ridiculous but that, awesome. that shot that shot of of linda hamilton on the fence oh like yeah her skin blows off and it's yeah. just the bones that's yeah. so good so dude. they did that so good cool <clears throat> so yeah and then she wakes up and she has she carves something into the table uh she yep she wakes up and she sees that john is teaching the terminator how to do high fives like high five, low five. Ha ha, you're too slow. And he's just like I love his high five. It's like he's like, oh. he's like calm down, we could do it again. <laughs> and yeah, this is where she types or she scratches in uh no fate. Sarah's got some badass glass sunglasses, by the way. Sarah ditches John and the Terminator to find Dyson. She just hops in the station wagon and just is like peace. And she goes to Dyson's house 
and John explains what her plan is, and they got to intercept. We then go to I the Dyson house. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I guess this is a logical conclusion because the whole earlier part of the movie is like establishing everything and then kind of running from the T-1000, uh, meeting up with Sarah Connor. And then like they mentioned that she tried to take out Cyberdyne before. Yeah. But like, it, I guess it makes sense now. It's like, like, what else are you going to do? Just like keep running from him until you find him at the end. It's like, we have yeah. to do something. And so and yeah. I guess this was like their go to. So. So Sarah goes to the Dyson house and Miles is working on some stuff in his office and he's got his wife and son is, you know, he's doing a, he's got a remote control truck. He's driving around the house. It's really cool. This house is sweet, by the way. And he's in his office and he gets start. He gets shot at. And he goes, uh, he tries to hide from it and she's just, she freaking goes from semi-auto to full auto and just starts walking towards the house and mag dumps that shit. Oh yeah. She freaking goes in berserk. She goes into the house and she threatens to kill him and the son gets in the way. It's like, don't touch my dad. Get away from my dad. And she's just like, get the fuck out of here before I kill you too. And I was like, Hunts him. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> and then she kind of, stops she just she just realizes this isn't the best thing to do and she kind of collapses and that's when john and the terminator uh show up not before she does she does shoot him in the right shoulder did she shoot did he get shot initially from the first couple shots from when she was sniping him from outside or was it in the house oh no no, no i don't it was think in the house because he was running yeah. away and she shoots him in the back or in the yeah, shoulder. It was like right it was yeah, like up in the upper right shoulder or something right, right. yeah yeah. And you get a you get a touching mother and son moment between Sarah and John as John is just like, you know, you know, I'm here. I'm not gonna leave you. We're gonna like we're gonna finish this, but we can't do it like this. Yeah, because like I know like, I didn't do it. <laughs> like well well then the we should state earlier in the movie, like even after they rescue Sarah, like she does not give two shits about her son. For most of this movie, like she's like really like cold with him. I I get right. why she's you know she wants him to be strong. Told her she should have come. Yeah, she's yeah, but like no fucking compassion whatsoever no. for him. Feel bad for the kid. So carry on. So they they sit Dyson down and they explain the whole Judgment Day and that he's pretty much responsible for. It. And he's like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> He's like, well, dude, listen, first you're going to get this computer chip and then you're going to be like, dude, I can make AI. But first I want to make these sweet ass vacuums. Then I'm going to go back to making AI. That's your problem. Stick with the vacuums. <laughs> so what they need to do, I love how he's just like, all right, well, I'm going to quit Cyberdyne tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, 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 no. You can't do that yet. You got to do this first and then do whatever you want. Yeah, because somebody else will just do it. If he just exactly. quits. Yeah. So they need to destroy everything uh, that's part of Skynet. Uh, Dyson's research was all based on the first Terminator's parts. So they go into. uh, So, yeah, so they really need to find those pieces and they got to destroy those two, the two original Terminator parts. And then we're good. And then they got to destroy all like the files and research and all that shit. Yeah. So he goes to the lab. He takes out a guard. Um, I think this is the same guy who plays the guard in the office. 
I can't, I didn't look it up, but he looks exactly the same as, uh, God, I can't remember what his name is. But he's the guard, he's the main guard in the, uh, for the office building in the office. It looks oh, really, really it, similar. I have no idea. So they try to, do they have to find a key? So Dyson has a key, and then there's a security that has a key where, for the vault that they have to get into to get those parts, but they have to do it simultaneously or it doesn't work. So they got to go find that second key. The other guard comes down, sees the one guard is kind of tied up, so he calls for help. John, you know, as we saw before with the ATM, we find out he's, he's a really good hacker. So he hacks into the A. Um, he's got to hack into the safe that that key is in. And then Sarah and Dyson, they got to go to the vault, but they can't get in. So the Terminator blows the door off, which sets yeah. off the like the fire um, extinguisher things that they have in the ceiling. Uh, which is really realistic that they had it this way where it was they couldn't the uh, Dyson's like, oh, we can't breathe that stuff in. It's toxic. Yeah. But yet there's a lot of movies where they have that same like that shit coming down from the ceiling and those and people just walk through it like nothing. And it doesn't affect it anyway. Where yeah, this movie right. is like, no, we need like he, the Terminator goes, grabs some breathing apparatuses, throws it at him. It's like, all right, let's go. I guess it's because it's future stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a high tech facility, so they got special like fire retardant in there. Yeah, the T one thousand hears over the scanners about what's going on at Cyberdyne, so he woo, turns right around and goes back. And shit is happening at Cyberdyne. There's cops oh, yeah. all over the place outside, and John finally gets the key. And as so as John was doing all this, Sarah Dyson and the Terminator were rigging up explosives throughout the entire office. Yeah. And they come in, they're like, oh, so what's going to set it off? And he's like, oh, we got this this trigger here. That'll do everything. They get into the... So, yeah, so they rig up the, the entire office. The Terminator gets to use his cool minigun. He goes out to the windows and shoots at all the cops. He gets to use his grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really cool. He's also getting shot, which is I thought was pretty funny. This is literally just getting peppered with bullets, but it's not doing anything to him. John and Dyson get into the into the vault where the Terminator's arm and chip is, and they're like, "Here it is. This is what we needed." And then they get get the hell out of there. The police are there. That everything's about to go down. Dyson during everything gets shot, and Sarah tries to hold down the entire place. And then the Terminator just comes out of nowhere and just like poof, poof, grenade launcher everywhere, just yeah, thumping it off everything, blasting everybody. And Dyson ends it by setting off the explosions. He knows he's going to die, so he sets off the explosion, killing well, probably killing all those cops that were in there. Well, actually, well, he actually does it in an interesting way. I actually, I don't believe he was trying to kill the cops that were in there because he even says like, I don't know how long I can hold this. Yeah. And they see he's dying, which I like the way he's doing his death because he's like hyperventilating. You know, he's obviously yeah. got shot in the chest and stuff. His lungs probably collapsed and shit like yeah. that. And it doesn't go off until it ultimately expires and his body goes lax and then it goes yeah. off. So, I don't I mean, the whole place blew the fuck up. They're probably dead. <laughs> like the whole place went up. So the T-1000 returns. And we get the I'll be back line. For the second time in this franchise. Mm-hmm. 
which we'll get for the entire franchise. Uh, he gets shot a whole lot, but doesn't kill him. And it starts to get a little bit smoky. And so they're smoking him out. And uh, this was so that the, the Terminator could go outside. Steel van comes crashing through to save jo- uh, John and Sarah. And then they get out. Good scene, yeah, because he shoots his grenade launcher. The, the grenade launcher the other guys had, because that was like, what, tear gas or something yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just walks up, starts flipping people's masks up and shit. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Here, hold this. Ah, ah, <laughs> help me. So the T-1000, this is a really cool scene where the T-1000 jumps his bike. He, like, jumps a bike into a helicopter to then he hang off the helicopter. Then he just GTAs the, this, this helicopter pilot yeah. right out of there and steals his chopper. Says the same thing Arnold said in the first movie. When he stole the semi, he's like, get out. And the guy just jumps out of the fucking <laughs> yeah, helicopter. Yeah. Oh, See so you later. So the, the T-1000 ends up crashing the helicopter into uh, the truck that they were dri- that they were driving in. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's the T-1000 ends up get, getting into a, a truck that's full of liquid hydrogen. And they end up getting in like this old beat up pickup truck (laughs) and they're driving down this bridge and they're getting rear-ended and just, they're getting torn to shreds and the Terminator ends up crashing the truck and, or the, they get out of the truck and he crashes the, Oh no, wait, who, who am I thinking of? So no, no, no. So Arnold crashes the truck and he busts out the window with the most CG role I've ever seen in my life. That was the worst effect I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like the worst role, not the worst effect I've ever seen, but it's a bad effect. Well, admittedly, when the truck falls over initially, like that's that's a fucking dude like holding on to the yeah, front yeah, of that yeah. truck. Yeah. And I was like, that's not a mannequin. Like, that's a dude. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool stunt work. <laughs> like mad props. But then the CGI potato roll. Yeah, it was it was not good. <laughs> So it's just John, like somebody spinning a, a gif him like a like a, P, a PNG. Woo, oh yeah, so rolling. so yeah, so the, so actually, it's John driving the truck. The Terminator hops out of the back of the truck, does the weird roll, and then John crashes a truck into a fi- into a fork truck. The like literally <laughs> one of the killing both goes, of them <laughs> just goes through the windshield and shit. Nothing happens to him though. The T one thousand. So the liquid hydrogen is pouring out of the truck. T one thousand starts walking through it, but it starts to freeze him. And I thought it was really cool. The effect of him just like breaking, like as he's walking, his legs are breaking off and stuff like that. It's a really cool effect because there was two different ways they shot this. So one of them was that it was a amputee who was missing, I think his legs and one of his arms. So like Anakin oh. Skywalker. Uh, I have yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. God. He clearly didn't have the high ground, did he? Oh no! What did I do? What did I do? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Fucking podcast. The funniest thing is, literally, we just released our Obi Wan review. (laughs) We talk about Anakin Skywalker. Um, Oh, oh, there you go. Um, So, Jesus Christ. So yeah, so there was two different ways. They had the amputee that they had, like where the limbs would break off. Which was cool. yeah, makes sense. Um, which they've done that in many other films um, with like yeah, yeah. body parts, you know, coming off of bodies. Uh, and then they had 
another shot where it was Robert Patrick, like his legs were like below the floor. So they had like a oh. like a hole in the ground and he had his legs in there. So it looked like he was missing them and stuff like mm. that. And I love the effect of when Arnold shoots him and he just shatters. And everybody's like, high five, we won. And then the Terminator, uh, Arnold, he looks at the 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 heat coming from the the steel oven and he's just like this isn't good it's not over because the all the liquid starts to pool together and he which is the cool dude looks fucking great oh it's a really cool effect we're trying to figure out if that was actual like liquid gallium Mm -hmm. because i imagine they wouldn't use mercury that'd be dumb as fuck but like it looks fantastic very cool so the terminator and the t-1000 fight terminator Gets his arm shoved into a press and it tear oh, yeah. it like it like presses it down. And he has to tear his arm off. The T one thousand attacks Sarah after John ends up escaping. Like he escapes down in like a little passage below, and she starts to she shoots him a couple times, and he just eats them all. And then he then turns back, and the T one thousand goes back to fight the other Terminator, and. It doesn't go well again for him because uh, he gets stabbed a lot in the back by it, or he gets beat by this giant pole and then he gets stabbed a bunch of times until he gets stabbed through and he, you know, the eye goes blank and you're like, no, he's dead. So they had to, so they shot the scene where he gets decommissioned where he gets, you know, stabbed and then he expires and then the second part of that shot was like way later. They actually had to call Arnold back and be like, hey, we're going to shoot this scene. Can you come back? He had to shoot it on Christmas Day. Oh, this was kind of like one of those spur of the moment type things. Like we need you for this thing. Um, like now. <laughs> so, I mean, it might be hot. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Terminator's not dead. He can't die. He can't die. At least he, not re-roots, right now. he reroutes power. To, yep. to, to an auxiliary power source, which I think yep. is what he was going for, his power source to shut him off. I said there's still life in these old steel bones. That's right. Sarah calls for John, but it's not Sarah. It's her twin sister. Sarah <laughs> Connor! No, wait, no. Sarah Harding! It is, How it's many Linda Sarah's Hamilton's twin <laughs> sister, Leslie Hamilton yeah. Gorin. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. But yeah, she plays the, the T-1000 form of Sarah because they're twins. Which I thought was cool. So not Four one twins. set of twins in this movie, but two. Twins. She almost gets them, but can't. The Terminator uses that final grenade, which is I love his entrance where he comes over the uh, like a conveyor belt, it's like a conveyor belt. It is, yeah, and yeah. just conveyor belt. I thought he was riding up a conveyor belt. I thought it was, it was just a cog. Like, there was a giant. Was like a oh, it's a cog. Gear. You're right. Yeah, it's a you're gear, right. right. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, he comes over and just shoots him once with the grenade, and that's when he's like, his body is split and his head is like dangling to the side, and he's like, like ah! yeah, it's pretty cool. And then he gets freaking like thrown into the, or he like stumbles back and falls into the steel, and then you get the really dramatic of him of it screaming and wailing, and as it's being melted down, starts Trent going through all this like the people it replicated, yeah. And uh, that's when, and then you get the final where it's the liquid face kind of melting into nothing. Yep. That was really cool. 
and that and this was uh, this this line was so weird especially for uh, this terminator that really doesn't have many emotions but like after like he's like man you look like shit and he's like i need a vacation yeah it's so <laughs> I random like, i was like oh okay he's like i need to i need to use the dialect of the time yeah they will understand this so they end up going to the side to the steel pit to the liquid steel pit and they throw the arm and they throw the chip and then they're like okay it's over with and arnold's like nah i still exist so i need There's to go and, then, and and john's like no but we're we're gonna be best friends i don't have friends anymore be my friend and he's like i gotta go john Sarah's thinking to herself, "We're gonna do this again. Awesome." <laughs> <laughs> nah, you could tell she was kind of she. I know she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. She kind of grew well, an attachment to him. Well, it almost seems like even some of the scenes you were talking about, like where earlier in the movie, where they're like working under the vehicle, and he's like teaching him stuff. Like yeah. he almost was at, treating him like a dad, like a father figure, or like yep. an older brother. Like it was. That's what he had. Which you kind of resonated off screen as well, because Edward Furlong didn't grow up with a dad. So Arnold was kind of a father figure for him during filming. That's cool. Linda Hamilton, I guess, was not a fan of some of the things that he would teach Edward Furlong. Oh, really? Especially about women. Oh, okay. Fair point. She's like, they got along great because they're both pretty much the same age. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah. So he has to be destroyed so i it's a very dramatic scene where he grabs under the chain and she lowers him into the steel and then before he fully goes down he puts his he does the thumbs up the scene takes way too long yeah that's it it, it, yeah it's it is kind of a little dragged out but it's an iconic scene i i'll take it don't shit on it but you're shitting on everything else in this movie i can't (laughs) i can't what did he say you can't self-terminate. Self-terminate. Yeah. They yeah. could have just like pushed him in. Okay. No, <laughs> they liked sad. him. Yeah, dude. They wanted it to be man. sad. It was like it was like a funeral. You yeah, don't want to just push just him in. Him and like, watch him go down for you. 10 Get minutes. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, this is my version of it without emotions. He would have just like ran up, grabbed the T-1000, like tucked the grenade, and they would have just jumped <laughs> off together into the steel. That would have been exploded oh. and then fell in. That would have been so yeah. cool. Loaded and that's it. Would steal everywhere. And it would just kill yeah, just, it's just all done. <laughs> and that's, that's it. where he would have got the Terminator, scar in his face. right? That's Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Final thoughts on this movie before we do our end of show rigmarole. Rigmarole. The Cyberdyne uh, scene could have been eliminated. It could have been streamlined. Yeah. I think it could have been like, think, hey, dude. I don't think it should have been eliminated because it's actually a crucial piece of the movie. But, but I understand what you're shortened. talking about. Like, right. I don't think it could have been like, hey, guys, like, oh, we got the thing to open it. Like, cuts back to this other group. And then they come, hey, guys, we got the arm and the chip. Like, just streamlined it. Yeah. Let's watch a 15 minute shootout. Okay. Don't shit on the shootout. The shootout's fun. Yeah. But it just keeps going. <laughs> they do the HK slap. Going. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger sorry did you have anything else you want no. to say oh, I do done. you keep going though I'm done okay I think this is a great movie again I think it's got a lot of good gunplay 
<laughs> gun play in it, which of course I appreciate. And um, it's just a fun show. Again, I agree with what she said about that one scene needing to be condensed. But after this, she should go watch her Jurassic Park three episode. It's like I have a time to work it in. I didn't, it wasn't as smooth yeah. as the other times. So this is this is all I had, man. <laughs> but that's it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the only. Well, he's one of two actors to be on, a, on the I think it's like the hundred greatest villain list and the hundred greatest uh, hero list. And he is the only actor to do it with playing the same character, even though he's technically not the same character, but he's the same. He is the same yeah. character. Mm. Uh, him and uh, Al Pacino are the only actors to be on both lists. But Al nice. Pacino, of course, played two different characters. I thought that was a little, little cool, little touch. Um, and, and it's the only Terminator movie to win an Oscar. It won four a, in ninety one. Oh, probably really? special effects stuff like that. A lot of visual stuff. Not um, soundtrack because there's like two songs. In it. Uh. <laughs> Linda Hamilton was actually nominated for Best Sporting Actress. Good. Um, along with uh, Sigourney Weaver in that same year, but they both lost. And we all know that who shit. won Best Picture that year was Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> but yeah, that is... um. That's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So we are doing something a little bit different going into next week. We're not going to be going straight into Terminator 3, as you Thank goodness. might expect. We're going we're gonna to skip a week for that because we have a special show coming up. Prepare. We have some amazing guests coming on the show for next week's episode. We have the amazing guys from Movie Dumpster, Joe LaScola and Sean O'Rourke, joining us to talk the 1997 creature feature Anaconda, baby. I've been so excited to not just talk about this movie, because this movie is one of my favorites from my childhood, Dope. but also to have a very influential podcast, or a, a couple guys from a very influential podcast that I listen to a lot, and they are just great guys, and I've been, you know, very excited to, to, have, to have people of that caliber on the show, because we... We still feel so small, and to have people like them wanting to come on our show, it just it warms my heart. <laughs> so I'm very excited to have those two amazing gentlemen come onto the show to talk about Anaconda, because goddamn, I can't wait to listen to Joe do some great John Voight impressions. Fuck. <laughs> what? Beep. <laughs> I'm excited. So I'm very excited for that. And then we will be, once we do the Anaconda episode, then we'll be back on the Terminator grind talking about, we'll be jumping back into Terminator with Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and so on. Um, but I kind of, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I we might do a little bit, something a little bit different. So we're not, when we do franchises, we're not going from the first to the last, like all in like one shot. We might do, like, especially since we're kind of, we did Terminator 1 and 2. And now we're taking a break from it, and then we're going to jump back in. We might, I, I, we might do something kind of similar after we do the next two Terminators, just so we're not doing Terminator, you know, for six weeks straight. I guess it's a little bit of best. a break. It's just, it's nice to to put something different in between every so often. 
Well, not even for us, but for our audience, too. They probably exactly. like to exactly. break up the monotony. Like, all right, dude, it's great talking about Batman for 47 episodes. Let's yeah, some... and the, bat, the Batman one was really the kind of the reason why I was thinking about doing that. Just because I was like, damn, that was Batman for like nine weeks straight. It's a grind. <laughs> That's a lot of Batman. That's a lot. Woo. Like, it was nice with the Jurassic Park franchise. We did Jurassic Park one through three and then we did all of october we did our scary movie stuff and then we came back yeah. and fallen king or uh <laughs> world in fallen kingdom and it was like that actually felt good <laughs> i like that so that's probably what we're gonna end up doing at some point of- probably for this uh, franchise uh, but tricycle plots no <laughs> I-, I lost it <laughs> Hey, I tried to make a Jurassic Park 2 reference and you fucked it up for me, Parker. I did? What? <laughs> what? That would, that would, it was, I was just fucking around. We're, we were both in the mill and you said, here comes, you know, two Sarah Hart, uh, Sarah Connors. And I was like, Sarah, Sarah Harding. Oh. How many Sarahs <laughs> do you think are in the still mill? But anyway, sorry. That's, that's a common, like, that's a joke between me and my buddy because we love that movie. We always make that reference. Lost World is a gem. It is. Just like this movie. Yes, it's a great one. Very excited. But I just I I I am so fucking excited for this week's podcast. I am too. Podcast because I don't just love Anaconda, but the fact that I get to sit down and talk to these two guys, which I've I've never actually had a conversation like face to face with them. So it's going to be great to, you know, because I listen to them all the time and it's just going to be weird, but also amazing to actually have them on the show. I'll be 100% honest. I've never listened to them. I don't recommend it. I recommend it highly because they cover a lot of very obscure horror movies that I've never even heard of. And it's great. They just covered Stepfather 2. Are you serious? A sequel I didn't even know existed. Well, <clears throat> I'm just going to I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to warn you all at some point during this video review. I'm going to make a baby got back reference. I was just singing it when he said it's going to happen. One of us is going to do it. Not going to sing the song, but it's going to have a What, during the Anaconda review? Yeah. Uh, my Who's... Anaconda don't oh, want oh, Jesus. Got buns, huh? That's why he goes after J-Lo. Mine's just going mean... to be, mine's just going to be <laughs> She's known for her butt, is she not? Hey, you baby bird. <laughs> John Boy <laughs> always calling everybody baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> all right before we get into too much of a tangent on this thank you everybody for listening to the show make sure to rate and review us on apple Podcasts, spotify good pods anywhere that you can also if you want to watch us you want to see our lovely faces as we talk about what we're talking about go to our youtube channel youtube.com slash dissect that film uh leave uh hit the little like button and leave us a comment and make sure to subscribe to the youtube because it's free it doesn't cost you anything um nope. And make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, dissect that film on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yes, we made a TikTok recently, so you should go check it out. Uh, and I think that's it. <laughs> and make sure to follow uh, DNA Gaming on all their socials and me on all my socials. Those will all be down in the description so we don't have to you know, go off and say all that stuff. You'll be oh, I've got one more thing. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you finish. I got one more. No, thing. go Just ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Robert Patrick did a voice of a character called Doctor Leader Greenbox on SWAT Cats. 
Did anybody grow up watching SWAT cast? Nobody grew up watching SWAT cast, the fucking radical squad. You guys fucking suck. I have just no idea what that is. You suck. Anybody who grew up watching fucking SWAT cats, that shit's awesome as hell. Holy he did he didn't voice the character on this shit. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 60. We'll see you all again next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.